The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too and welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. And joining us today, this is very, uh, this is very exciting, very special guest, uh, beloved J-pop hologram pop star, Hatsune Miku. I'm Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku, thank you for being here. Um, I feel like your holographic nature is maybe lost based on the nature of our visual medium, but can you in fact confirm for us that you are a projected light specter? I am. I am being projected on the What in the whole shit? Um, Griffin? It's me, Hatsune Miku, fresh from my performance on the David Letterman program. So happy to be here. Is this your speak? Okay, I've only heard your Vocaloid uh, singing performances. Is this just your speaking voice? Can you confirm that for me, hologram, now? Uh, yes, this is, uh, this is how I talk, and this is how I sing. Griffin, can I, can I talk with you over here for a moment? Yes, uh, uh go Hatsune, ahead about your business. Hatsune, you, uh, sit down. Uh, I made you some oolong, uh, that you just absolutely can enjoy because you're all light. I'm gonna have a sidebar with my brother here. What's up, Trap? Uh, Griffin, what the fuck is going on? Oh, Hatsune Miku. I miss, um, I miss one pre-production uh, meeting. Uh, you missed one very important, momentous episode of the David Letterman late night television program, and you're just, you don't have any cultural touchstones anymore. Hatsune, I am so sorry to bother you. I don't know how you're drinking that, but I also don't know how I'm you're being I'm just so- making a puddle. It's just a puddle on the floor. Okay. Where's uh, Justin? I am using him as my corporeal projector. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm a hologram based on a vocaloid. It's real confusing for you gaijens, but... Not for um, me. I, I just want to say up front that I, I'm a big, big, big fan. Yeah, but uh, I have to have a human to project my spectral pop star form. Mm-hmm. So I basically just rigged him up as a uh, projector. And then after you leave your frame... That person dies in 15 minutes. He will be dead in 15 minutes. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, it's real you, sad. Can you, are you, I don't, man, I, it's really hard to frame this question without being rude. Are you sick? What? <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, well, I, I got the clap. No, I meant, oh, Jesus. I meant like you do you have a, a, a perhaps a, laryn, a, a laryngitic illness? Just I be, am I, a computer program. Okay. So you have a virus. You're next. You're my. I just picked my next. Oh project. shit! Oh. Great. Good one for you. Um, See that movie Annabelle? Mm-hmm. I'm like that. It's not like Except that. Can, the hologram. Sure. Uh, quick, quick question. How was it? Um, because obviously, just sort of looking at David Letterman's flop sweats the entire time that you were doing your shits up there, he did not seem especially, especially comfortable with the arrangement. I think. I think the only thing he said afterwards was, there she is, uh, which is arguably the most uncomfortable thing. I that gotta I'm- say, I mean, he announced his retirement. I think upon seeing me, there was a very clear moment where he realized I've stayed too long. <laughs> yeah. I am at that point where I'm introducing a hologram. Sure. I've stayed, I've stayed too long. He walked out of the studio and immediately threw himself into a tar pit. Just like I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm done. Was this it un- is... was it uncomfortable for you? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a literally just a computer program. Yeah. Nothing is uncomfortable for me. So no, I I had a a fine time. They had some great uh, treats in the green room. Like like exes like del- yeah there were exes ex- delicious, delicious executables okay delicious what the fuck is going on I just wish that you paid closer attention to pop culture I pay attention to life Griffin yeah I guess so 
Um, well, I, I'm gonna release this guy. Okay. I got a show in Cleveland. I gotta start. I gotta plug in and get juice up for. <laughs> oh man, that was good soup. How are you eating soup? I'm just puddling it. <laughs> it makes me gassy. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for inhabiting and then killing Paul Schaefer. Uh, it was a real joy to have you. Yeah, my, yeah, my pleasure. Where's my ride? Oh, it's uh, it's right here. I have a torrent waiting for you. Into the music Versailles. Justin, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. I thought I would die. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. So that's good. And it is good. Um, you missed probably our best bit ever, though. So I, that's un- that's certainly the one that has engaged Travis the most. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, Trav, you should have said when we were when, when we were pitching this, uh, when we were like, we're going to make all kinds of really great Hatsune Miku jokes. You, you normally, should, you normally, what one does in like the comedy structure is take on the role of the the know nothing who asked to be educated about the thing. Uh, maybe you've seen a Who's on First. Where one guy knows about the thing and the other guy asks questions about the thing and is confused about the thing. Travis has decided to take a different approach where he just pumps, of the, opens up the silence fire hose and pumps it right into his <laughs> mic. Well, I, I didn't realize I was supposed to be the know nothing. I thought I was the say nothing. And yeah. So I went with that. Sure. You're the, you, you represent the flyover states regarding Hatsune Miku. I also was checking Twitter, so... God damn it! When people give birthday, Christmas, Valentine cards and such, when is it okay to throw them away? We all know the cards will get thrown away eventually. Should we throw them away in front of the giver after searching it for cash? Or perhaps just cross the name out and re-gift it as an eco-friendly gesture? That's from Hoarding Hallmark. Is Uh, this a... I, I, I... was thinking about this the other day because we moved and we brought a bunch of cards with us. Some from like why? Well, some were like from our wedding, and some like I found a couple birthday cards from like grandparents and shit. And my question was: It seems like a thing. Like I remember growing up, we had that like box of Christmas cards that like came out every year and just got added to and added to. Did people like used to save these things forever? Like it just I- end up with boxes and boxes of hallmarks. Yeah, I think so. I think when it was used as, like, the way you kept in touch with people, it was a lot more important to save them. I have a pretty strict rule now where I will hold on to it for one week for every word that has been written on the card. So if it's very, like, uh, it's a very sweet card that someone is taking the time to write a very personalized message in, I'll save it for longer. If it's just, like, B-Day, crushed it, love Nani. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I, I don't feel the need to keep that for more than a, a month or so. I think if you got a card from Arnani that said B-Day, crushed it, you would fucking take that to the grave. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Um, it has to be buried, buried with it like a pharaoh. I want... Uh, it would ob- be my payment to sticks to, to cross the river <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is a great. Oh, this Nani is hilarious. Nani wrote this? You know, Teresa and I debated this a little while, but I, 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 I think that any kind of greeting card, anything like that, is such a fucking waste. Waste of money, waste of resources, waste of time. Like it's especially when you're giving another present and a card, it seems so redundant and so like they know it's from you because your name's on the tag. They know it's their birthday and you're wishing them a happy birthday because you're already giving them a present. Why do I, I also have to get someone a card? I really think that we are going to I think a lot of people feel that way, Travis. And I feel like we're gonna have one moment, like in, um, like in Pleasantville, where one person realizes, "Hey, I hate this. Mm. I hate getting these, and I hate buying these." And it's just going to explode virally. Like all it, of a sudden, everyone will say, "Oh, thank God, me too." Just, I thought like, you even liked the it. The process is terrible. Like you go and you're looking at cards and you're trying to think, like, okay, what in like two pages is gonna sum up my relationship with this person, what I think about them, and what I think about myself. It's such like a weirdly like introspective kind of thing of like, what does this can, card say about me when I give it to this person? But there are so many ways that cards can intensify the pleasure of a present. They're, pre- they're present lube. 
there is but one way, and that is ironically. No, it doesn't have to be. You can't look at life through the veil of irony, or else you're going to miss so many great things. Like, like fucking... Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, you motherfucker. I've tried so hard to not tweet your shit on Spotify. It's all he listens to anymore. But you open up a card, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Another time for another card. It's just another you know, short poem about what a special grand grandson I am. And then you open it up, and what is it? Oh, no, it's The Far Side. And then you get a great little Gary Larson nugget of comedy in there before you open your present. It's an aperitif. It's an amuse-bouche that cleanses the palate, and then you open it up. What's in there? It's a bop it. The great kind of bop it with, like, five different commands on it. And that's, it's better because of The Far Side. For my money, there has only ever been one good card i've given it to probably a dozen people i buy stacks of it whenever i can find it and you can't find it anymore but it's a picture of a dad and two daughters and the dad and one of the daughters have signs that say happy birthday and the second daughter has a sign that says i like corn on the cob see and on the inside it says please disregard stephanie that's (laughs) see that's good shit it's the best it's the best card that's primo and you know what that puts you in a mood doesn't it i get that card and i'm in a mood saucy and now i'm ready to receive and then i get the gift (laughs) ah fuck yeah it's a gift fluffer Uh uh-huh that's what i'm saying i think that like you gotta hold on to cards because i think there are fewer more pure and blissful forms of comedy on this planet than recycling cards that you got for someone like say an ex-girlfriend's parents for your birthday and then you recycle that and then all of a sudden you're wishing your brother happy anniversary mm-hmm. that's amazing stuff that's really really yeah good our, stuff. D- our our dad ta- taught us that that gag and i think i still it is always actually my instinct to buy the card that would be the least appropriate for the mm-hmm. occasion uh as sort of like mitzvah, a built-in grandma. punchline yeah, yeah. And it's what? like a what? It's, it's like a fun like mystery that you have to unravel of like what was the original context of this card? Justin, you got an anniversary card from me by way of Dovel, my ex girlfriend's dad, and then you had to remember who that was and why I would why I would ever know a person named Dovel. And now you're in there like now you've you've cracked it. Good work. Thanks. I, I feel like I solved it. Um, but do we keep them? That's the thing. yes for that express purpose. If they're if they're a grand slam and you have a lot of good memories, you keep them. But I think if you're not attached to it in any way, it was clearly a formality mm-hmm. from the person. Like, it's tra- you trash it. Yeah, I I think that like a, a healthy buffer of like two weeks. Because here's what you do: you get the card, you put it on your mantle. It sits there for like a week. I don't even weeks. do that. Garbage. That's cr- that's crazy. I think you only have to do that if it was a card only occasion. If they give you a card and a gift. You can trash the card as soon as the party's over. Because you have the gift to display to say, like, I care about the thing you gave me. But, like, if all they gave you was, like, a card expressing, like, how proud of you they are and, like, a check, you can't display the check. I just, I wish there was some sort of resale environment for greeting cards. I I think there's a secondhand market that exists out there, especially now that I've established that it's the fucking funniest thing ever. Like uh, traditional cards just don't cut it. For they for don't. I it, wish I could get a pre-used card. <laughs> that's what at I'm the saying. Store. A lightly used or fuck it. I, I want a a a, a never-ending tome of greeting cards. A card that is like has been reused fifty times over, and it's been somebody's birthday card, and somebody's bat mitzvah card, and somebody's bris card. So let me throw this out. Like, oh, sorry. So how about this? No, like, you said it, and it's in the episode forever fuck. now. They know what? I want to lean into it. Let me throw this out. <laughs> let me. That's your fucking. That's your fucking DJ cool. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Go to the library. Check out a birthday card. You open the front. You see where all the dates are stamped, right? And the names are signed. And you mm-hmm. check out the birthday card for someone's birthday and make sure you say, "I am going to need that back. <laughs> I've got to return it in two weeks." It's it's forty five cents a day. That it goes past, so I need you to get this back. But happy birthday, I mean it. I love you. You're my most special grandpa. But fucking, if you don't get this back to the library, I'm coming for your ass. I think the I think the recipient has to return it. Oh, absolutely. I think that that's the only thing that can and make here's an errand better. for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy birthday! Fr- I got you a chore. My friend started a comic book store in our small town a little over a year ago. He plans to go out of business soon. Nobody plans to go out of business. Nobody plans to go out of business. 
he expects to go out of business soon. Let's see. February is looking pretty good for everything I own to come crashing down <laughs> oh, around no. me. What's the etiquette for the death of a friend's dream? Do I send him a card? Yes. <laughs> if it makes any difference. He is not into hugs. And that's from Morning Miss Marvel in Logan. Oh, Seems God. like some sort of Wolverine tie-in could have been appropriate there, but who oh, knows? Yeah. I'm no expert. And I'm sorry about Miss Marvel. I'm sorry about your friend's dream. But, and I guys, I hate to be this way after receiving this bad news, but this is what happens when you don't get money zone spots. Right. We could have blown that. We, we could have fucking helped out. God, wait a minute. You should be careful. Maybe we did. I don't remember all of them. This this strikes me as like one of those moments in like a movie or a TV show where what happens is on like the the night before it gets turned over to the bank or whatever, you just go in with like a six pack of beers and you and your friends have montage remembrances of all the good times you had in the comic book store. Or fucking UHF fucking pledge yes. drive last minute last chance you gotta be careful oh my god you gotta be so careful that you do a uhf and not a be kind rewind that's oh right. boy true. howdy yeah. that's that's very that's very key hey be kind rewind thanks for being an adorable and funny movie that ends with like the crushing acceptance that bad things often happen and cannot be changed Jeez, spoilers <laughs> yeah really let's go back to uhf see oh. they buy sh- stocks in UHF, you see, shares. And then at the end, they're not going to make it. And there's a homeless gentleman who had been given a, a nickel, uh, a special nickel that he sold for a bunch of money. And he mm-hmm. comes in and saves the day at the end. And that's Thank you what, for <laughs> giving a rundown of you. And he also bought himself this neat watch. That was that's really the, good. Nice. Thank you. Now, um, this will only work if there's a big corporate comic book store in town right. that has been putting him out of business. Globo Comic, we'll call them. Mick, I, this, I hate to hear this first off. Like, this is, this is very sad. What I would try to urge you to have your friend focus on is that while the, the comic book store may not have thrived, the dream was fulfilled i mean so many people walk around thinking you know i'd love to do this i'd love to have a comic book store i'd love to have you know a a a bar that i own i'd love to have a hit comedy podcast with my two brothers people have these dreams and they just carry them around and never live them out your friend did it i mean they they started a comic book store they 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 owned it they worked there it was their baby i mean they they did it you know, just because it ends doesn't mean that they didn't, you know, get to live their dream. And that's that's a lot further than a lot of people get. Let me ask you guys this. does How does it change this situation and how this person should react to it? If it's because it's one of two things. Either the comic book store is closing because, you know, the, the economy or maybe it's in a bad location or because everyone's going digital and no one's like buying comic books anymore. Or B... Who, the friend running this store just ran it into the ground. Mm-hmm. It's free com. It's free comic Wednesday. By which I mean everything's free. Come, come and get it. You know I, what I mean. I like, pay Stan Lee to run the store on the weekends. How do you react different? You know what I mean. Like because if it's the economy, I feel like that's so much easier because like then you have that like grumbling like oh man, it was the the deck was stacked against you. Ugh. Uh, maybe, maybe in 10 years, but right now, uh, but then when you know your friend, like, oh, you were doing that, like, buy one, get six free deal to try to get people in the door, and you, you ruined it. Mm. Like, how do you comfort that friend? I, I think you have to blame the economy no matter what. Never admit this friend's failure. The time for that conversation was roughly six months ago. The time mm-hmm. for that conversation was when he decided to let the giant hungry goat sleep in his comic book store overnight. <laughs> that was, before that happened, was the ideal time to say, hey, maybe you should have a strict no goat policy for this establishment. A lot of edibles. Um, I'm, I am. I hate to hear this. I hate to hear it, too. You know what? I mean, is it too late to save it by doing what my local comic book store did 
well, not did. It just sort of had this in its DNA from the beginning in that they sell comics, but they also sell board games and fucking magic cards and D&D minis, and they rent out table space for people to play D&D. I feel like a lot of comic book stores have gone that direction where it's mm-hmm. just like a honeypot for like seven kinds of nerds. It's like a full <laughs> hobby shop. Right, and you get them in there, and they're like, I don't know, I just kind of want to play some Pokemon cards. They're like, cool, cool, cool. Have you read the new Hawkeye? What's a Hawkeye? What's reading? And they say, I've got a lot of things for you. And there's a you, guy who's a hawk. There's a Sounds guy who's good. a hawk. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, that No joke, that's actually why I started reading comics. Because uh, you were just comics. there playing Pokemon? I was there. Well, I wasn't playing Pokemon. I was f- f- filling in the gaps of my collection. For you, it's more art. It's more yeah. like you're painting. I appreciate the, the arts. The art I, of the dance. I you appreciate know? seeing how the artist of the card has realized Electabuzz in his <laughs> native environment. There's The Electabuzz card is beautiful. It's on acrylic. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Please, anything. Uh, this Yahoo is sent in by level 44,000 Yahoo Shaman Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew Davenport. It's by Yahoo Drew Answers user Jim, who asks... How to package hummus for trick-or-treaters. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm handing out homemade hummus this Halloween and want to ensure it stays fresh oh, and doesn't God. spill in the bags of trick-or-treaters. What is the best small, inexpensive container I can use? Garbage can. <laughs> Just hand each of them pre-thrown away hummus. <laughs> I know what you're doing with this when you get home. The thing that I imagined was like, do you guys use those dishwasher packs of detergent. <laughs> I imagine that just like filled with hummus, but I want it to be like super pressurized. So like when you puncture it at all, it's just like a An jet ocean. of hummus. Yeah. <laughs> just start spraying out. So I haven't, I, I'm a 30 year old man. I have not trick-or-treated in many years. And, but I wonder if parents have become more or less like we have to check your candy and oh, go through man. your stuff before you can eat any of it. Or if now it's just like fuck it, I don't care. In this, the in the in the the dawning of the age of Etsy, fucking everyone's got to be crazy about homemade goods. You made cake. Yeah, right? What'd you get? Well, I got two bit of honeys. I got one fun size Snickers and like eight thousand cake pops. Yeah, and so like our parents is like, well, you can have those three things, and I guess I got to garbage the rest of this. No, <laughs> no, I think I think parents are down i don't think no i don't think nobody puts fucking razor blades and pineapples candy stuff like is the most like there isn't it's the it's it's such a like bad and good side of humanity it's like there's one night where kids can just go door to door and their neighbors in like the spirit of community open their doors and give the kids free candy there has to be one person who's like but what if one sicko wants to poison it and they want to poison a bunch of kids like listen it's not hard to poison kids if you're looking for an opportunity <laughs> to do that <laughs> they kids will eat anything okay yeah. you don't have to make a big show of it like you could be a, i imagine if i was like I'm so horny to poison kids. I would probably get a job as someone who works in a cafeteria. Sure. Like that would be the gig for that person. They wouldn't like set a set a trap and wait and like hand poison everything. I think they just dump something into oatmeal and say best of luck. <laughs> you know, I'm really gonna make an evening out of killing these kids. Sure. Yeah, like don't make a big production out of it. Um somebody Yahoo Answers user Starfish LTD said Ziploc baggies, but as you've been told, homemade treats get thrown out. If you put your name and address on an accompanying card, they may keep it. Oh, this is oh, this is Bryce Hummus? <laughs> this is Bryce Hummus at, at 2101 Oakshire? Oh, man. You got it. Yeah. No, this one this is. This is some artisanal hummus. This is art. You're a fucking little kid. You wouldn't appreciate the work that went into these chickpeas. Wait, that's an, that's an even bigger question, Griffin. What little kid is like, oh, I got a fun size Snicker. I got some bow. <gasps> hummus. Oh, a gross bag of hummus. <laughs> mom, yes, cut, cut up those hummus green- in my bag. Yes, cut up those please. green peppers, mom. <laughs> we are having a night. Have some friends over. I've got Nosh covered. Do you remember when we used to play poker with our Halloween candy? Can you what is what is the fucking exchange rate of a fucking dime bag of hummus? The hummus works to lower the price. Like all I've got is this full size Snickers. Okay, wait, you, and hummus. So then it's like you, half of a candy bar. You can always tell uh, when Teddy KGB goes for a second dip into the hummus that he's bluffing. <laughs> Do not splash the hummus. <laughs> he's my. Lash the hummus whenever I want. 
Ah, oh, fuck Use me. Use a manny's chickpeas. As as an adult kid, just give him a fucking Milky Way. What's the matter with you? Like, it's what Halloween is for. Kids look at, It's almost like... A, I remember there was a person on our block that just would, like, reach into a bowl of change and just, like, <laughs> dump, like, six pennies and a nickel into your bag. Oh, and yeah. And it was, it was as though his hand was saying, and fuck you. Uh-huh. And here's 11 cents. Like... Okay, great. I'll just throw this away later. How, how sad. I'm sorry. It's like all I can think about is is that ep- that Halloween episode of Freaks and Geeks. How sad is that episode of Freaks and Geeks where the mom makes all the cookies and like none of the parents will take the cookies and then Linda Cardinelli throws eggs at her brother. Fuck. Freaks and Geeks. You, you brought me down and I haven't watched you in months. I've well, never even seen the show. Watch the Halloween like- Pete and Pete. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. Did you just so say you've never is... seen fucking Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, this has been our Halloween recap episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, where we go through some of the classic Halloween eps. Um, I have a kid. I want to tell you guys this. This is not a question or anything. I'm just sort of like going off script. I have a kid now, and she wakes up what? early. I know. Did you guys know that at 7.15 a.m. every morning... Uh, Cartoon Network shows Check It Out with Steve Brule. But at 7 o'clock every morning, every morning, they show a special called Fartcopter. Did you know that? Every That's their fucking, like, Here's color bars and beat. That's the color bars is not... And I thought it was a series, because it's about a kid selling a, to- a helicopter toy that makes fart noises, and it's, like, the best toy, and kids are so violent that it's the only thing that will distract them from violence is, is fart copter. And I watched it the first time. I was like, this is amazing that this is a series, but no, it's a 15 minute special called fart copter that they show every day. It's baffling to me. Is this, it sounds a lot to me like Thunderpants. It sounds a lot to me like Thunderpants, the movie. Do you guys know about Thunderpants? I always I'm saw not, it. Not I, aware. Always, I always saw it on the shelves. And Blockbuster. And it's sort of like my, um, it's sort of like my, uh, that, that book that Desmond from Lost, like, only wanted to read right before he died. Thunderpants is like my, my, uh, swan song. And it has Rupert Grint in it. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the IMDb. Fuck me. It's got Ned Beatty. It's got Paul Giamatti. It's got Stephen Fry in it and Rupert Grint from the Harry Potter films. And, um, Here's the description. An 11-year-old boy's amazing ability to break wind leaps him first to fame and then to death row before it helps him fulfill his ambition of becoming an astronaut. What? Stephen Fry. Cool stuff, man. Hey, Ned Beatty, how's your whole thing? Is Ned Beatty related to Ned Beatty? No, Ned Beatty is like, um... He's a, he's a IMDb. We have to talk about your descriptions. Ned Beatty, stocky, genial-looking supporting actor who was born and raised in Louisville. Fuck off. <laughs> he wrote that himself. Bad oh, uh, actor. Anyway, fart movies. What were we talking about? Who fart knows? movies. We weren't actually talking about anything. How about another question? Uh, I recently moved to a town that has a reputation for being kind of dangerous. More often times than not, I find myself on the other end of some aggressive stares from rough-looking individuals. I'm an Asian male, and as such, direct eye contact isn't my area of expertise. Coming out on top of a staring contest, even less so. With that in mind, what are some things I can do to wig out people who try to stare me down? That's from Glaring Gladiator in Gilroy. It, what is? I have to know what Gilroy is. Apparently, it's like Badlands. Yeah in california okay i i will say that if i guess the confusing thing about this question to me is if your area is known for being kind of dangerous maybe wigging out people is not a good idea i bet look at this guy over here i bet it it would take one push one solitary push to get this nut off his rocker let's try it (laughs) Uh, and watch what happens when i do this let's dance (laughs) <laughs> you won't use that gun, pussy. <laughs> um, Guaranteed. Let's dance. I mean, maybe Let's you guys. Dance. Yeah, I mean, I might just have Bowie on the brain, but can you dress up like Jareth from the Labyrinth? 
<laughs> and just walk around all day fucking swirling a crystal crystal ball of wishes. There is nothing that would be more intimidating than <laughs> someone someone staring you in the eye and you're like, I could beat this guy. I could take this Jareth looking motherfucker. And then he starts contact juggling with the magic of Fushigi. And walking up the side of a wall. You're like, well, fuck me. Well, okay. Well, okay. Maybe not. Now I'm wigged out. Now I'm wigged out. Now I've been wigged. Now, <laughs> I got to go home and rethink some things. I got to think some things. I thought I was the weirdest guy on this block. <laughs> Look at this guy crawling up holding a baby. He just put me in a, he put me in an oubliette. No, I'm in an oubliette. I've never been in an oubliette. There's a whole new thing for me. I thought I was cool dressing like 1970s Bowie. I have have to move out of this fucking town. It's too (laughs) dangerous here. I'm in an oubliette. (laughs) There was this song that he started singing, and I sang it with him about a babe and how I reminded him of it, and the song didn't stop. We couldn't stop singing it because it didn't have an end. It was horrifying. I walked 15 blocks to the train station, put me in an oubliette, and then all of a sudden I'm back in my house. I have to start all over again. Ugh, sucks. This sucks. Jared, you're the worst. Got me walking in circles, buddy. I'm wigged out now. I'm, I'm officially wigged. wigged. I'm real wigged. Oh, man. Where's my baby? <laughs> I kind of swear I had a baby. I had a baby like a minute ago. Can you listen to this? I got. I solved the problem. Good news, guys. I solved the problem. When you get close to the person and you're staring them down, hand them a chick track. Say, hi, I want to t- take you through the Roman's road. What do oh. you, what, do you know what happens to you when you die? Wait, come back, come back. Wait, 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 you wait, might wait, not, wait. You might not realize this, but something you're probably doing is witchcraft. You know that Ouija board you're carrying with you? Did you know that the devil lives inside of it? Oh, you don't have Can a Ouija? Ouij- just have a moment of your time? You don't have a Ouija? Um, do you play D&D? No, shit. Uh, sure. Do you listen to Iggy Azalea? Do you like Kesha? Okay, we found it. There's our in, that, or the devil's in. That dollar, I, I should say. That dollar sign in her name stands for Satan. Speaking of dollar signs, yeah, yeah, we found it. I got two words for you guys, hungry boy. Okay. <laughs> Those okay. are Have two. you checked out hungryboy.com? It's exactly what it sounds like. Hungry boy. Good news. Are you a hungry boy? Uh-oh, are we I'm getting not. an on-air demonstration of how to eat? I got a solution for this hungry boy. Whoa, um, slow down. Step by step this. That's nur- nurturebox.com. Nurturebox? That Nature is what box. No, they hate nurturebox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two of them are always at odds. <laughs> <laughs> nurture box is just pictures of moms hugging kids um mm-hmm. you don't want that one you want nature box they got delicious wholesome snacks at naturebox.com delivered to you do you know what's they're better delicious, than delicious and wholesome what free whoa what i'm picking up what you're laying down hey, how am i gonna get some free snacks i want some free baked sweet potato fries or dark cocoa almonds would you like some free dutch chocolate sun crunch that's not there's no way that's healthy it is oh and right now in october and i don't know how long they'll have this but pumpkin nom noms pumpkin spice nom noms they're incredible they're incredible we say this shit every week i don't understand the fucking physical chemical natural makeup of what a fucking nom nom is we say this we say those words every week and i don't is it i've eaten them and i still don't understand their dark sorcery so you know how you have like a nom right no (laughs) yeah you know like a nom like you get a nom off of a nom bush right and then you just kind of jam two of them together and you put some pumpkin spice in the middle okay yeah um it's so good it's delicious. Uh, the, these snacks are free. If you go to naturebox.com slash my brother, you can get a free trial. They'll send you a trial box of five of the most popular snacks. If you work for Naturebox and you're listening to this, maybe send me some of those pumpkin nom noms and some other stuff with no added sugar. I'm trying to get tiny. Help me out. Naturebox.com slash my brother is where you can get your free trial of delicious snacks. So if you do go. not do it, you're a fool. You're a, fool. You're a fool. We have people every week who are like, I finally did it uh, on Twitter. You, we see them. What do you, I, do I you did wanna, it. Do you want a fucking ribbon? You oh, you got free delicious food. Great, great now, job. Congratulations. Now that it's free, if 100% of our listeners aren't doing it, I don't know what's going on. 
Like, we're giving you a gift of a free box of Stangs. Just take our gift. Take our damn gift. You take Stop embarrassing so, us. You take fucking so much from us already. Don't don't pick and choose the, the lifeblood that you drain out of us. We're giving you food. Eat, eat. We are your, your three-headed giving tree. Mm-hmm. And now that we're just a stump, you're going to sit on us. Mm-hmm. We also have three butts. That's not why, important to this why story. Would you, why would you need to make that? Why would you need to specify that? I'm just trying to clarify the mental picture. The, the original giving <laughs> tree didn't have one butt, Travis. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How do you know that, Griffin? Because I asked the author. Take a second to think about the fact that the giving tree had a butt. I have read every piece of giving tree slash fiction that exists. Oh, that probably exists, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The giving and taking tree. Hachi machi. Hulu. Uh, yep. Uh, okay, Trav, you did some some weird, <laughs> some weird copy pasta here, my friend. Oh man, I am reading some giving tree slash fiction. Okay. It oh, is no. all stump knots and bumps and dents. It is it is all sap and ruination. No, 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 no. Turn it off. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Can you give no. us a, a slice? It's just a sample. Isn't it better just to know how it's affecting me? <laughs> Let Griffin take this hit. No, uh, need, no need to ruin it for no, all of us. No. This is a, this is, oh, this is illegal. Griffin is absorbing all of this like John uh, Coffey from the Green Mile. Ooh, just leave take- the lights on! <laughs> ah. <laughs> Fuck me! So you've tried Hulu. Oh my god, and it ends with... Okay, there's, it's extremely explicit. And it ends... <laughs> But it ends the way I think the book should end. This is the last sentence, and this is actually kind of beautiful. The shit before it, decidedly not beautiful. The boy laid down and wrapped himself around his childhood friend and love of his life. Ah, with one final sigh of contentment, gross, and a smile on his face, the boy closed his tired old eyes for the last time. <gasps> he dies on the tree that he just fucked. With a huge fucked, boner. And was fucked by, thank you, giving tree slash fiction. Did he fuck the tree to death? Did he? That was his last. <laughs> he fucked it in half. Did he? Is this his last, his last, his last action? <laughs> Author's note. Author's note. To enhance your reading experience of my tale of love and reconciliation, I suggest that you listen to Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah while reading. Oh, I heard no. there was a secret tree that you could fuck. <laughs> and all your childhood memories are dead. Because I listened to a podcast trying to sell me snacks. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that was a fun sponsorship partnership that we had for a while. Goodbye, um, Nature Box. So Hulu, you all know Hulu, right? It's where you can w- see images that will wash away the images that you currently have in your head. But HuluPlus.com will do an even better uh, job of laundering your mind uh, with a bunch of... Uh, they got a bunch of current season episodes of, of shows like Modern Family, Daily Show, uh, and you can watch every episode of South Park only on Hulu Plus. That's amazing. I mean, Teresa and I use it for, like, Bob's Burgers and... Uh, when new episodes of stuff come out, and I we watch it all the time, especially since we moved and we're still getting everything set up, so it's really pretty awesome. I love Hulu Plus. Me too. I love it, and they mean a lot to me. It's the only <laughs> way that I watch ANTM Cycle Twenty One. Boys still in that house. Still a lot of boys in that house, though. Boys have not been removed from the. Boys house. have not been removed. That man still wears a fucking beard weave. And then this week they did DNA tests uh, and found uh, out like, oh, you are. One one hundredth of a fifteen thousandth of a percent uh, uh, Eastern European. So that's what I'm going to make you dress up as. Yes, they like, had people dress up at your one one bajillionth Native American. <laughs> now put on this headdress and inexplicably pose with a gay bald robot. This, and I'm not like, making this and, up. And Tyra was like, yeah, it's no big deal. In the future, all of our races will merge to become one. Okay, 
Okay. And mm-hmm. also, we will all be part artificial intelligence. What? <laughs> Sorry. Is there artificial- a producer of this show that steps back after every episode airs and goes, was that not enough? Was it not enough? What does it take to get this show canceled? <laughs> uh, they had this This week they had... Uh, this is all on Hulu Plus, by the way. So you should be watching. Hulu it's a Plus. fever dream. Hulu Plus injects you with a fever dream for forty-eight minutes a, a week. It's eight bucks a month right now. You can get a two-free, two-week free trial when you go to HuluPlus.com/slash/mybrother. You get an extra week for free. So go do that. And they have tons of original content too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird the fever dreams. Seth Meyers and Mike Shoemaker made a show called The Awesomes about. Misfit superheroes. They got ten episodes of season one and season two. Uh, uh, well, it says here it's premiering August fourth, so let's say that it's probably already up and cooking. And they have uh, shows like East Los High and um, Real Housewives. Uh, sorry, The Hot Wives of Orlando, which is a parody of the Real Housewives series. Tons of stuff. Go check it out. Okay, back to Griffin. So okay, so they had this this week. They had uh, two gentlemen. One of them. Uh, had been sort of making some homophobic comments, and the other gentleman was a gay man who had been offended by said comments, so they've been sort of beefing. Then Tyra reveals to them, in like, it's supposed to be a gigantic twist, that they're both kind of Finnish. There's so much more that connects us than divides us. For instance, you're both, you're two hundredths of a trillionth of a percent Finnish, and you are four hundred trillionths Swedish, and those are close together. And they were like, hug hug it out, hug it out, my brother. There were like three people of different races and ethnic backgrounds. They're like, guys, you're all barely Asian. And one dude was like, I knew it. Yeah, and and the, and also it gave a lot of them instant permission to start using like really racist accents. <laughs> like, like this guys, like I, you know, I always thought that I was uh, just Italian and Native American, and now I'm the Latin lover. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I, he actually said, "I'm Zorro." Like, dog, dial it back. Uh. This oh. is cycle 22. We're calling it dial it back. I think we might just have you guys smile while we take pictures of you for a while. Could you all just model for one episode? Can you just smile and let me take a fucking picture of you without spitting into a cup and having scientists analyze it? What are we doing? <laughs> Boys are in the house and so is just like unadulterated lunacy. Fuck. Cycle 21. Uh, I have a message for Alexandra Splendor, and it's from Maria Babin or Bebin, uh, who uh, who asks, who says to Alexandria Splendor, "Ah, oh, man, no, it says on. it says read as Amelie, so I have to pump the brakes and let Justin." No, up. no, no, no. Let Griffin read it. No, I just can't. I don't do voices. That's not my thing. Happy twenty first birthday, AJ. You're the friend I always had, but never spoke to, until the time the universe decided to send us to Italy. (sighs) You deserve all the happiness that exists in this crazy world. Sir, you're the best. I don't know what I'd do without our dance parties, endless laughs, and drunken times in Rome. I love you, Glashark. Why do do people want that? That's God, the creepiest that makes me so shit. fucking horny. <laughs> oh no, part. it can't. It does. It Got can't. a message Give here me for so Travis Chills. McElroy. Hold on, start Wait, this what? over. <laughs> it's a message for Travis McElroy. And it's from Spencer. Oh man. And the message is Hi Travis from Spencer. And Hi, the Spencer. preferred t- the preferred time frame for this to air is Winevs. That was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Money well spent, Spencer. That's so uh, well spent. Can I say? Can I say? Yeah, yeah. It was the best greeting card I've ever received. Yeah. See, but we can't reuse it. It's the unfortunate part. There's no. I I can too. There's no resale market for jumbotrons. Uh, Trav, one more message. One more message. Got a message for uh, the brilliant and delightful Lindsay Previtt from her friend and former traveling companion Liz. Thank you so much for being great company uh, and comforting me on so many long and arduous book tours. I will miss it all, but especially the bliss of hanging out in airport bars with you, watching soccer, and listening to Mabim Bam together. You are, and always will be, 
the greatest. Oh my gosh! Hot I love how beautiful and shit. That uh, whoever wrote that should be a writer. Should be a, that, should be a writer of of uh, novels and autobiographies. Yeah, that's our friendly Gilbert. Hi, Liz. And that was her message. Mark your calendars for a brand new thing. The first ever Max Fun Week is coming up, October fifteenth through twenty first. Max Fun Week's all about celebrating the creativity and passion of our listeners. We'll have podcast crossovers, Q&As, behind-the-scenes tours, giveaways, and more. No fundraising, just awesome stuff for you. So tune into your favorite Max Fun shows, tell a friend about Max Fun, and check out some new shows during Max Fun Week, October 15th through 21st. I, I made the mistake of reading this farm wisdom ahead of time, and it just bumps me out. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, pe- what, Griffin? Sorry, what did you say? Did you say farm wisdom? Farm wisdom. Get your pitchfork album recommendations. Farm wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's like, guys, you can send us farmers, and it's like, baby chicks are really soft they're they're scientifically proven to be the softest thing on earth that's great give me that baby chicks love so hard that it hurts them no yes oh. give me that but don't give me chickens only have one hole called a vent they use to poop pee lay eggs and have sex that's simultaneously from, that's from jason Cedar from montana simultaneously yes they just sort of fucking explode down there <laughs> it's a bad mess you they have to schedule their whole day around it. There's a hey, lot of. Can you can you come to my ballet recital, Dad? What time is it? Three? Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! I can't. I, I book every day at three. I can be there at three oh one. That's for goddamn sure. There's a lot of farmhouse sounds that I am Griffin Macro I am acquainted to. Maybe a moo or a ba or not like a. And that's the sound of chickens oh, make. Not again, not again. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, it's I over with. I wish it was dead. I mean, it's over with and done. They are dead for a second. I'm, gonna, I'm done for like a whole day, but oh my god, it never gets any easier. I need a minute. I don't have a minute. I gotta get to my daughter's ballet recital. There was a lot of stuff coming and going just then. Wowzers. <laughs> If you're on Survivor, you can use chicken mess to start a fire. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what's it's all so messy. What do we call what's what are we classifying as the mess? It's everything. The poop, pee, eggs, whatever. The sex. The sex. Uh, (laughs) Is there another one here? Yeah, there's another farm wisdom. Fact. Fact. Hit me. Can you believe there are people who don't like the farm wisdom segment? It's in, it, fools. it enriches me in a, a, a cosmically. Uh, fact, in cold climates, cows love hanging out on top of manure piles because the fermentation going on inside puts off a lot of heat, and that's from Jonathan. John, Jonathan, who I hope is not intimately familiar with poop heat, with the, with the, the, the <laughs> radiation of this situation. I bet at least one of those cows is just a dirty bird. I mean, they're all. It's like, dirty yeah, birds. it's warm here, right? I know it's so gross. I would hate to do this before. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, different uh, kinds. A lot of different kinds of heat right now. I actually, I'm like exhausted from making my my chicken vent noise. <laughs> um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Absolutely. This Yahoo was sent in by Jesse Marciano. Thank you, Jesse Marciano. Sorry, I'm so bad at names, everybody. It's by Yahoo Answers user Munyara, who asks, <clears throat> Do you believe in the power of runes? No. Do you believe no. in runes? And what will happen to you if you carry a rune or runes in your pocket? Does it have an effect on your life? I wonder if I will benefit from it. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. What a great, like, mouth mouthfeel-pleasing word. Runes. You know, this is a thing. I'm going to real talk here for a second. I think the reason oh, no. stuff like this upsets me so much is when, like when people talk about like crystals and runes and stuff is because there was a period of my life where I wanted this kind of thing to be true so hard. Mm-hmm. When you were you know, when you were jerking it to Xanth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was like <laughs> from age like 12 to like 17 where it's like please man please 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 please, please crystal do something please crystal do anything i want Loch Ness monster to be real i want there to be runes and crystals you had some fucking to be a thing you had a box of crystals if i'm not mistaken yes i wanted it to be real griffin i believed it so hard and now i look back on that travis and i'm like fuck 
fuck that dude. Well, I mean, are you mad at yourself or are you mad at those fucking crystals for not producing... Of, of, I mean, isn't that the case? Like, the thing is, I'm. It's it's like Ebenezer Scrooge. I need like three crystal ghosts to come and teach. It's like, remember, remember <laughs> when you love crystals, Travis? Take my crystal in hand. Fly with me to Zanth. I'm going to I'm show like, you the future of crystals. Still nothing. They're still not doing shit. They're still just like nothing. they're still just kind of like pretty translucent rocks, and that's great. I mean, that be be into that if you want to be into anything. I'm the crystalline ghost of the present. Still just crystals. <laughs> I, uh, for a, for a while, I thought I, at that same age range, I thought I was, uh, had psychic powers. Oh, sure. No, I, 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 when I look back at, like, my, my primary school career, I have a lot of regrets, but I think the number one regret is that I wish I wouldn't have fucking tried to move so much shit with my mind while I was just sort of standing in the hall. I think that was probably number one on the list when I was fucking, when I was like working safety patrol and making sure the kids got home from school. I wish I had stopped like trying to uh, move leaves around with my hand from far away. I think that, I think that could have significantly improved your profile oh, for within sh- the school for if sure. you were weird leaf wavy griffin. But you know what? It's a gamble because if that shit had worked once. Mm-hmm. It only takes one. It only takes the one time, doesn't it? I actually have a very clear memory of talking to mom about my belief that I had psychic abilities. And then I described to her, I said, here, let me prove it. I described to her a a gentleman who I believed had come into her office, like suit color, hair color, the, the whole thing. I have a crystal clear memory of mom absolutely dodging whether or not a gentleman matching that exact description <laughs> entered her office on that day. I knew what was up. She definitely, in retrospect, did not say no. That didn't happen. She kind of changed the subject. I think she was scared when we were had. when we turned fifteen and eighteen respectively. Um, and you got like a big birthday party, and I was like, "Well, why is eighteen so important?" And Mom's response was, "When you turn eighteen, you'll find out." And my immediate thought process was oh shit you get magic powers at 18 and they just <laughs> you do. i mean you get they the magic haven't. you get the magic power of political enfranchisement you get the, the magic power of uh smoking legally you get the magical <laughs> power guess. of just like buying buying like physical pornography which is like i mean basically the worst magic power at this point but isn't it, isn't that, like, so, like, because of Harry Potter and shit like Xanth and other kind of, like, where it's like, what, there's this whole other world of magic going on, and only the people that truly believe, and it's like, oh, okay, cool, so I'm just gonna really truly believe over here for a second, and just wait for that to start. I mean, people wouldn't be writing about this magic shit if it wasn't a little bit real. Like, it's so. gotta come from somewhere. What, do we just make I'm, it up? I'll just buy the one rune. And just carry it around in my pocket for a while and right. see how it feels. And, and and if you're out there fucking casting dispersions, I want you to go into your closet and I want you to open that deep dark secret box that you have that like magnetic copper bracelet in that like moves your fucking innerjons around in your wrist to, to heal <laughs> your your diabetes. And then I want you to come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. Hey, you back? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Guess he told you. I guess I told you, Mr. Magnetic Bracelet, everybody on fucking Earth had. Because Dr. Drew was like, guys, you got to get down on these magnet bracelets. Moves <laughs> your inner prob- Johns around in such a pleasing manner. There will probably be a Max Fun meetup at 25. Oh, Max Fun Week is coming up. This is a good segue with this. Talking about, talking about bonkers people who believe in magnet therapy. No. Well, I think Max Fun listeners believe in magic. Hopefully. I, I like to speaking of if you're this. interested in this kind of stuff, check out Ono Ross and Carrie and the Max Fun Network. They cover this kind of stuff across the Max board. Max Fun, what's that? That's, that sounds like a network <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Max Fun Network. That kind of sounds like a network. What do sounds you like more? some kind of hive mind of comedy? What are you trying to sell me? Uh, Max Fun Week is coming up. We have a question about Max Fun Week. Let me just tell you real quick: Max Fun Week, October fifteenth through the twenty-first. Oh my God, that's a coming up. Uh, we got a, a bunch of activities. Uh, uh, there's a trivia day. There's a, a day to leave reviews collectively, collective review day. Uh, there's there's all kinds of fun stuff. We'll talk about it more here in a little bit. But there's going to be a, a ton of meetups 
for for everybody to uh, get together with other Max Fun listeners, um, and uh, you can uh, find one in your area and go enjoy it. So, question. So, question. There will probably be a Max Fun Week meetup, a 25-minute drive away from our home. But my husband doesn't want to go because it's a Sunday night. How can I convince my husband that it's okay to occasionally go out on a school night, even though it might mess up our chore schedule? And that's from no semi-spontaneity in New Jersey. Do you guys do do this? Yeah, here's the thing. It does feel like... When you hit a certain age, okay, so when you hit like 18 and on, the school night thing kind of goes away, and you're like, fuck it, I got class tomorrow, I don't care, I'm just gonna just sleep three hours, and I'll be fine. Why didn't you I, sound like that? Because that's how I sounded in college, because I had so many runes in my pockets, I couldn't move very quickly. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Trav's coming. Here he um, comes, he's th- like a magic maraca. Ah, shit, it's the crystal guy. Um, but then, like, you hit a certain point again where you're like, I have to do shit tomorrow. I think it's like at like 27, 28, where you're like, I gotta do stuff tomorrow. I don't really want to go out tonight. And it's like you hit that kind of invincible, I don't need any sleep age. Mm-hmm. I, I do there that is, now. There is a definite, like, there's a definite uh, uh, risk here, though. Once you open up this this particular uh, uh, this lamp, when you let the genie out of this one, where another thing like, I always wish for, go on. <laughs> you where you realize like, hey, wait a minute, I went out tonight. I went out on a night when I have to work tomorrow. I could do this every night. I had a time. We had a time period where we were playing trivia in in a bar, and it started out as like a weekly thing, and then we found out that there were like trivia nights in other bars. Uh, so we started going like a couple times, and then three times, and then. There didn't need to be trivia. We just should be in a bar. And then all of a sudden we were a sitcom because we were at a bar every single night. And you kind of realize, like, wait a minute. I've been at a bar every day this week. Was it? That would be a, this that is an would important. be a great scene in a sitcom if they sat down at the end of the week and, like, we're going through receipts. We're just like, honey, we spent $600 at a bar this week. I, I have to point Are we out. okay? I have to point out an important distinction, though, Juice. And it, w- w- was it different bars that you were going to every night, or was it the same bar? No, it was different bars. Okay, that's not what happens. Different in, bars and a Hooters. That's not what happens in sitcoms, though, where people just like show up to bars like, oh, man, same clowns, different circus. And it's like, guys, go home. Just go. If How I Met Your Mother, instead of just going to McLaren's in each episode, they were just like going to different bars because of some sort of unnatural compulsion. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's not a sitcom. That's a, that's a sit bummer. A sit bum. I think that having a night where you make a bad decision, like, hey, I'm going to stay out too late on a night when I have to work, just makes you appreciate the and help break up the mundanity of uh, uh, all those other nights when you don't misbehave i would also i'm, like I'm a to big fan out, i would also like to point out that the max fun meetup started 7 p.m <laughs> i mean i don't want to i don't want to like throw shade and pass judgment you here. fucking wilford brimley motherfucker maybe you should just go out you could go out but and eight- be home you could go out stay out for three hours and still be home by 10 but 7 30 is when i watch two broke girls and i start molting <laughs> I, I start the molting process at 7.30 when Two Broke Girls comes on. I love that show. It's my favorite show to molt to. <laughs> I can't wait to be dead. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to our show. I'm sorry I said all that stuff. Uh, that's going to be our uh, our program, but we wanted to uh, to remind you, I got when we alluded to it before, Max Fun Week uh, kicks off this Wednesday, and there's a ton of really fun stuff happening. Great. All so, right, l- yeah, I'm just going to run through the schedule real quick. If you go to maximumfun.org forward slash maxfunweek, it's all on there. It's broken down by the day. You can also follow MaxFunHQ on Twitter, um, and they'll run you through everything. But basic schedule Wednesday, October 15th is MaxFun Trivia Day. MaxFunHQ is going to be tweeting out different trivia questions, and if you're the first person to answer each question correctly, you'll be entered in a drawing. Um, on Thursday, October 16th is leave a review day. So we're encouraging everyone to go on iTunes and rate and review, um, and just kind of get the word out of the show and talk about it on uh, iTunes. You can also, uh, tweet, uh, iTunes podcast, 
um, and tell them thank you for hosting the shows and all of that and tell them how great they are. On Friday, October 17th, um, it's immediate, immediate summary judgment day. So uh, John Hodgman superfans and pop culture experts will really love this one. They'll I, post an audio clip. I think we can just say humans instead okay. of human John, beings. John Hodgman superfans. Human beings will really like this one. If, uh, they'll post an audio clip of one of John Hodgman's signature interpretations of cultural artifacts. And uh, it's up to you to guess the reference. And the first correct answer gets entered in drawing for prizes. And so on Saturday, October 18th, um, if you listen to our Adventure Zone, Adventure Zone episode, um, well, and if you didn't, go do, go do that, please. But if you did, then um, you'll be really interested in this one. Um, the We played D&D and stuff. But what they're asking for is for people to draw, paint, sculpt, whatever medium you choose to work in, um, representations of the characters we played and the winning artist we'll get a fifth edition D&D player's handbook signed by all three of us. Um, so if that's something you're into, then there's a great opportunity. If not, it's just a fun way to show off your art to people. We'll put that um, shit on character sheets too. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, and I assume that's something you're going to either send to us or send to Max Fun HQ. Um, but if you send it to us, we promise we'll get it to the right place. I won't. Um, Griffin won't. Just send it to me. Um, so Sunday 19th, this is what we were talking about earlier. It's Max Fun Meetup Day. And all over the world, um, we're encouraging people to set up meetups um, and start at 7 p.m. local time. Um, if you want to host a meetup, you just pick a place and then contact Jennifer at MaximumFun.org and we'll spread the word. And just real quick, I want to run through some of them. Um, there's a bunch in Canada, two, two in Alberta, one in Nova Scotia, one in France, one in Turkey. What the fuck? Is there one in yeah. Japan? Uh, I will look. Um, there's one in Phoenix, one in Los Angeles, one in Oakland. There's one in Los Angeles. It's just for like families. It's during the day on the 19th or sorry, on the 18th. Um, that's hosted by one bad mother. So check that out. Um, one in DC, one in Champaign, one in Chicago, one in Ann Arbor, one in Minneapolis, one in Missouri, one in Brooklyn, one in Manhattan, one in Asheville, one in Charlotte, one in Cleveland, one in Columbus, one in Portland, one in Pennsylvania, uh, in Philadelphia, one in Houston, Cincinnati one in Seattle. Have one. Cincinnati doesn't have one. So on. one, I'm really disappointed in you, Cincinnati. I'm looking at you, Kyle Ross. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Kyle Ross. Host one in Cincinnati, you fool. Get one in Huntington, Justin. I, so, I got a baby. So set those up and go hang out. It, it, I've been to a couple. They're always fun to be around other people who love the thing that you love. It's a great way to make new friends in your city or just get together and kind of have a fun evening talking about stuff that you feel comfortable talking about. Um, also, Max, Monday, Max Fun fans are like the fucking coolest people. Yeah, they're like the ever. best people. We're ever. the most uncomfortable, like socially speaking, human beings on earth. And I still have a great time every time I meet people in max fun community so on monday october 20th is share your favorite episode day so whether it's the funniest most interesting or anything like that um just tweet it out go on reddit talk about it on uh, the max fun forums whatever you want to do just get the word out and tell all your friends about the episode share a link to it um it's just a day to kind of say hey i have never mentioned this to you before or maybe i've mentioned it to you like a bajillion times but today's the day go check it out and then on tuesday october 21st is a max fun rocket coloring contest so they'll post a line drawing of the signature max fun rocket you color it in um and the winning artist will get a prize so it's really just a day about celebrating you the fans um we've also got a uh, 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 ask me anything coming up on what day? we're doing it on thursday october 16th um, from 12 to 1 Pacific time. I don't know what time that is, Eastern. What are you guys on? Eastern time? Oh, listen, oh, that's that, that old shit. Hollywood, Travis, Michael. That's that old shit. But yeah, come hang out with us and ask us questions. You can literally ask us anything not about poop. Um, but there's AMAs every day of that week. Um, you could talk to Dave Holmes. You can talk to the ladies from Lady to Lady. Talk to Throwing Shade. Everybody. Everybody's got one. Jesse and Jordan have one. Um... Our new shows, Destination DIY, Baby Geniuses, they are going to have some on there. Flophouse has one on there. We're adding new shows, new awesome people, and this is a really great time to get to know them. So go to MaximumFun.org forward slash MaxFunWeek for all of the AMA schedules and all of the schedules of all the dates. Trust me, you're going to dig it. We're also doing crossover episodes. Next week, we have a uh, very uh, honorable guest on the show, John Hodgman. Um, so that's going to be great. Uh, and then I think, oh, and we're going to be on other shows too. So go check that out. Yes. Uh, also wanted to say real quick, uh, that first day, October 15th, 
if you're in the LA area, you uh, should go see Bullseye uh, live. They're going to have Dan Harmon, Steve AG, Andy Kindler. So I don't know. Rob Cordry or, or AG. Yeah, Rob Cordry uh, and Travis will be there. I will not, be there. Not doing anything, but if you want to meet Travis, he'll be there. Uh, you should and go it's get in a tickets. Masonic Lodge in the middle of a, a of a graveyard. Yeah, goodmaxfun.org. You can find a link for for tickets there. And after the show, NPR is giving everyone free beer. So I mean, if that's not cause enough to go, I don't know what is. Um, thank you to John Roderick the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. Um, Thank you to NatureBox, where you can order great-tasting, wholesome snacks. Go to naturebox.com slash mybrother. Sign up to get your own free sampler box of these great-tasting, wholesome snacks. That's going to do it for us. My brother, my brother, I mean, Griffin, do you have one last question one for us? One final one that was sent in by Michelle Dobosh. Thank you, Michelle. It's by Yahoo Answers user Mr. Kozik, who asks, Is Joe Pesci really a maniac? <laughs> <laughs> Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. School wear on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Destination DIY. It's a show about people taking matters into their own hands, and we're really excited to be bringing it to Maximum Fun. You know, having that experience of I can do that makes me feel like I can almost do anything. Here at Destination DIY, we like to push the do-it-yourself envelope beyond crafts and home improvement. So tune in to hear the stories of makers, builders, inventors, and all kinds of creative people. You can essentially build a do-it-yourself space program today, and uh, now, luckily, I'm part of that. Check out Destination DIY at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts.